It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Spike Week Football Show. In February, we are a year-round show, which is bananas, but best ball is year-round now, so we are going to hit on uh, best ball stuff today. We are going to talk a little bit about NFL news, which I believe, I mean, let's face it, it's just the Super Bowl. Uh, We're going to go into our fantasy ghost because of our co-host, who I will introduce in one moment. And then we are going to do a big ball draft, a big ball, a best ball, big board draft. There's so many B's in best ball that they just need to relax. It's, it's just so much, but uh, best ball, big board. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So with me today, I have Dave Wilkins, who is my co-host for a completely different type of show. We are, we do a ghost show called hometown ghost stories which you guys have probably heard me talk about. We've been going really well. Things have been going really well with that. But uh, just a reminder, please like and subscribe to the Spike Week channel. Um, And also, if you can, if you guys are listening to us on podcast form, make sure you like like and give us a rating and a review. That would uh, help us out tremendously. So again, I got Dave Wilkins here. Um, Thanks for joining us tonight on short notice, but it's very much appreciated. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so... So the other thing I just want to hit on real quick is we are doing a giveaway on Spike Week. And the first once we get to 600, the first thing we're giving away for 600 subscribers to hear, and you got to be subscribed to Hometown Ghost Stories as well. We're giving away a Darius Slay Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl patched signed jersey. And then once we get to uh, 800, I think, I'll have to remember the numbers, but we're giving away a Tua Nike signed jersey as well. So... Make sure you like, subscribe to both of those channels. Um, Maybe I should subscribe to Spike Week. Let me do that. Wow, (laughs) I am offended. All right, so super the Super Bowl is probably the only news we're going to hit on for for football. What were do you have any big takeaways from the Super Bowl other than it was a? I thought the Rams were going to walk away with it, and they didn't, um, or run away with it. So I was a little surprised there. Uh, Although I think it would have been less close of a game if it wasn't for that ridiculous no call on that Tyler Boyd <laughs> touchdown was, was T, T Higgins, sir. Was it T Higgins? Oh. Yes. Um, that was insane. Yeah. That was the I, most insane no call I've ever seen, especially in a game like that. Yeah. I mean, on the other end though, like they're not calling anything the whole game and then the Rams get 370 flags thrown their way right at the very end. So, you yeah, know, true. give and take on that. My, my takeaway is the way the Bengals lost is exactly how we, where we have these high octane offenses that can't stop a defensive pass rush in the Super Bowl, and then they just, they, so it wasn't as much a massacre as the Chiefs versus the Bucks because no. of it, but the Bengals have this high octane offense. The only thing they can do this offseason 
you know, offensively is to is to bolster that offensive line. Yeah, and if they do, they might be scary as hell. So, yeah, they're scary anyways. But that's the um, yeah, that's you, you lose your offensive line in the uh, in the second half, and you're gonna have problems, especially against another high powered offense like the Rams. Yeah, so I thought I honestly thought it was gonna be a, a higher scoring game than it was. So that it didn't quite go the way I thought it was in that aspect. But uh, you know, I don't I don't think there's much to hit on. I there was there was no one to like root against in this game so much for me. I was happy if Stafford got to the got the ring. I was happy if all the young guys on the Bengals got a ring. You know, OBJ, I like him, so I'm glad that he he got his. His Super Bowl ring felt bad. Yeah, he's for got, him. he's he's he's. I mean, I was never I've never been a big fan of him, but he's such a like a like a, like a class A talent in the NFL that it's he he should have a ring. Yeah. He's that good. Yeah, I think and, that uh, whole Brown situation shaked out the way it was supposed to, and we kind of saw that it was OB, OBJ getting held down a little bit. Not that he was like classic OBJ when he went to the Rams, but he was much better than what he was showing on the Browns. So. Yeah, I mean the Browns are just a mess in general. That team, right? Just always um, find a way to be a mess. What are your thoughts? Like, what I uh, am confused about all of the uh, Matt Stafford retirement or Matt Stafford Hall of Fame talk. Is he retiring? No, but this is what they do every year, right? Like, if if somebody who wasn't Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl, the quarterback automatically starts to get talked about if he's a Hall of Famer or once they get older. So Stafford's in year or whatever. He wins a Super Bowl. It's like, oh, well, is he a Hall of Famer now? And it's like, well, his career is not over, and he's a borderline guy. So the Super Bowl helps him out. It does. Which, which is the only position that it helps out because, like, a guy like Aaron Donald, if he didn't have a Super Bowl, he would still get into the Hall of Fame. Probably. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm talking about one of the best defensive players ever, too. So, like, that helps. But my point more so being that, those positions like defensive line does not dic- like they're never like, well, he won a Super Bowl, so he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, there's probably this gonna be it's a, mil- a million, a million yeah. players that have Super Bowl rings that are not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, so it only comes up for the quarterback. So yeah, they're gonna start the Stafford. Is he a Hall of Famer because he has a ring now? Um he's never been not- an MVP. I don't I think if it was if he ended his career right now, it would be a no on him being in the Hall of Fame. Um I mean, Grant, he had his his numbers are are good. His numbers were good in Detroit, but I mean, I don't know. He, I mean, he had Megatron all those years, and they they never won a Super Bowl. Although Megatron's yeah. in Megatron's yeah. the first ballot Hall of Famer. Well, I mean, because he was just such an absolute beast. But the the thing is, is like now that you've seen Stafford with other receivers, it's it's not just Megatron that made Stafford, and Stafford has shown that he helped make these receivers as well. It was definitely a one-two punch. Because he made Cooper Cup a freaking stud this year. Like Cooper Cup was already good. He got Matt Stafford and he just went absolutely bananas on the league. So I, I think he's got the talent. Give me one more really good year in LA and I'll say he's a Hall of Famer. We're talking about people have been talking about Flacco for a little while. Remember when Flacco was yeah, talked I can't, about? I can't imagine. Yeah, because because he won that one Super Bowl. Because he won a Super Bowl. So that's that's what they start talking about. Um your brother Jesse is saying Stafford is greater than Mahomes, so that gets hid right away, and he has been blocked <laughs> and reported. So before we get into this draft, I want to get into a segment that we're going to do, and we're going to call it Fantasy Ghosts, you know, to fit the theme of the other show that we do. <laughs> and basically, we're going to talk about players that were fantasy relevant in some aspect last year, 
and then we're going to talk about how we're going to bring them up because well when we call them a fantasy ghost they are not going to be relevant in fantasy this upcoming year or have very limited upside and you shouldn't be drafting them at all so i'll give an example i'm going to start with a quarterback i'm picking matt ryan as my fantasy ghost he's been fine the last few years I don't think he's going to be moving on from the from the Falcons. I think it looks like he's probably going to stay there. So my problem is I've drafted him a few times already because I started off pits and I'm like, oh, my second quarterback can be Matt Ryan. I can get that stack. And now I'm starting to think about it more and I'm like, oh, my God, I think Matt Ryan is only going to have Kyle Pitts and we're getting nowhere else with him. So. Now I'm starting to turn over to the side of like, I don't think I'm drafting Matt Ryan this year as, you know, he's never going to be my number one quarterback, but he was always a good solid two for the last few years. And now I'm like, I don't think I want him. So I agree with that. I mean, I can't see that team. I don't think that team's getting any better next year and they were abysmal this year. So if you have an offense that can't put up points, you definitely don't want that quarterback. Yeah. And they're going to lose Calvin Ridley most likely. I mean, that's not a given, but the, the trade talks are there. It seems like, the, the franchise and the player are going to be moving on from each other. So I'm going to be going with uh, probably probably fading Matt Ryan. And now we're going to have to draft him later because it's just going to happen where it, we fall into Matt Ryan and we're like, oh, my God, of course. <laughs> uh, so why don't you throw one out and we can see if I can yell at you about it. So uh, you probably won't yell at me for this one. This, I'm going A.J. Green. Um just because he's elderly and he's got, I mean, he's a, when he was great was, you know, he was in his prime obviously on the Bengals and he was a stud, but you know, he started getting more and more injuries and you get to see less and less out of him every year. And um, this year he might not even, oh, he's a free agent, but if he, if he ends up staying, he might not even have a quarterback. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, I think the Kyler Murray stuff's getting a little blown out of proportion. I think he started trying to weather that storm the other day, but yeah, I mean, if, if Kyler Murray wants to go play baseball, he could do that. And if, if he went back to the Cardinals, which I don't think he's going to, but where's he going to go to your point? Who's I mean, there are teams that I think would take him. They're yeah. He's going to go somewhere, but is he going to be relevant? And certainly just... not if he goes to the MLB. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be relevant there. Maybe. Oh no, there might I'm, not even be a baseball. I'm, I'm talking about AJ green where, oh, where oh, oh. Aiden, cause that's your fantasy ghost. Yeah. yeah. I thought we're still talking about Kyler. No. Um, so yeah, I think AJ Green is fine. I'm going to go with one that I was actually a little sad. I asked this question. I slightly altered the wording to not give it away for the show tonight, but I asked in the spike week discord, which you should, uh, absolutely sign up to if you're not in and somebody brought this guy up and I was like, ah, oh, God, I wish they didn't bring him up. Cause I, I wanted to sound smart, but Cordero Patterson, like this guy was nuclear last year, almost every week. I faded him every week. I lost money almost every week fading him in DFS, but I think it was a I think it was just a one off year in terms of like that high production that he was. This dude was going for like eighty two hundred dollars and higher on DFS sites, which was crazy, and he was producing and he was doing it. But I think I think it was a one off year, and I just don't think it's going to happen again. Are you basing this just on a, a gut feeling? Pure spite. Yeah. <laughs> what did he ever do to hurt you? <laughs> like you, you made me lose so much money, Cordero Patterson. That this is, you better not produce next year. You better zero out multiple weeks in a row. Um, he's also getting a little older too. So, 
I think they finally found out what I, I'll give Atlanta credit that they finally figured out what to do with this guy, which all these other organizations hadn't done. And he produced at that level, but I just think it was a one year thing. So that's where I'm at. Unless you want to tell me I'm wrong. Uh, I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong. I'm gonna tell you, I don't, I don't really see it, but maybe, I mean, he is getting older too. He's been in the, how long has he been in the league for? At least 37 years. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so why don't you hit one more, then I'll hit one more, and then we will do what all these degenerates want, and that is the draft. So I was I'm not I'm not gonna go with my 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 go-to, which is usually the 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 rookie running backs that had great years and always fall off their sophomore years. I'm gonna steer away from that because uh, it's too bold of a call and go with um Mike Evans, because he's not gonna have a quarterback, uh most likely. Unless Tom Brady comes back. <laughs> but, uh, um so he was Obviously great with Brady, obviously, because he's mm-hmm. a great wide receiver. And he was great with Jameis Winston because Jameis Winston, even though he was um, a trash monster, he would throw five <laughs> touchdowns and six interceptions every game. So it's like those, you know, they're going yeah. to your number one wide receiver. So that, he was great with Jameis Winston. But if you give them a dud quarterback or just a nobody, uh, that I think that offense is going to fall apart. And he's going to be, especially if he's got no one around him with Gronk gone. Um, and uh, what's his name there gone also? Yeah, you got Gronk on, you got Chris Godwin, a free agent, who's also, even if he comes back, tore his knee up at the end of the year. So who knows when he's going to be ready to play. I don't I think, think he's coming be... back. I think he was only back for Brady, and Brady's gone. I don't think he sticks around. Yeah, um, that's kind of my take on him, too, that he's going to be moving on and get lured away to a contender on a one-year prove-a-deal since he messed up his knee. And that's where I think. So to your point, unless they bring in a quarterback and – who is that quarterback going to be that they bring in at this point? I don't know, dude. I can't see Mike Evans. And it's it's going to be year nine, I believe, which he's still young enough. But and I, and I and to your point, I don't think it's a talent thing. I think it's a team thing. And I just think the team's going to be abysmal. So I'd love to tell you that you're wrong on Mike Evans. It would because I like telling you you're wrong. Yeah. It's one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. But I can't. So well, you got to figure too. Like they, they not they didn't just lose their quarterback. They essentially lost their head coach in their quarterback <laughs> because no nobody believes Bruce Arians is running that team, <laughs> no. or at least not the offense. <clears throat> at least they kept their coordinators. Um, yeah, you know for them. But I, again, I, I just don't know what they're gonna do. So I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap this segment up. I'm gonna pick a wide receiver as well, and I'm gonna say Jacoby Myers. Another guy that got brought up in the Discord that I was hoping to get brought up, but I hated Jacoby Myers already. I, I mean, like I was hate's a strong word. I'm not a Jacoby Myers guy at all. Like I, I don't. I'm a Patriots fan, as we know. Didn't like Jacoby Myers last year. People were like going out of their way to draft him. Like this guy is not, especially a best ball guy. When we're drafting for upside, he just on a team that doesn't throw the ball downfield enough. He's not a downfield threat. He runs about as fast as, as me. He's just, he's a slow dude. And he's just a, I brought it up. I think last week he's a five catches for 60 yards and zero touchdowns guy every week. You can stamp it. That's what he does. So what, what, what confuses me about this call is what's different this coming year than from last year if he was relevant last year what changes makes him irrelevant next year 
Well, I thought he was irrelevant, but he because he was relevant to everybody except me. So I guess maybe to your point, like he was already a fantasy ghost for me last year. But I'm emphasizing him because everybody, if you ask anybody in the Discord, they'll tell you how much they were like, oh my God, we have to draft Jacoby Myers. Like we're getting him so late. And I'm like, dude, he has no upside. Like you had more upside with Nelson Aguilar. Like Aguilar did nothing, but he's way more of an upside guy than, than Jacoby Myers ever was going to be. Jacoby Myers doesn't catch touchdowns. That's the <laughs> J- Jacoby Myers doesn't do anything. He catches like these, he catches, like I said, he does five catches for 60 yards, put it on his tombstone. I averaged five catches for 60 yards in the NFL every game. And I didn't score because I suck. Keep putting it on his tombstone. So that is our uh, fantasy ghost. Unless you'd like to try to duel me a little more on Jacoby Myers. No, I, I'm not. I'm not even saying he's great. I don't think I agree with you that he's not great. I'm just I just what I'm saying is if when I already asked and you already answered. But um, how is he going to be any different next year from this year? He, he's not. I mean, I, I think the only difference is it's not a super bold take because I think people are going to be off of him. Whereas, like I said last year, he was he was like a fantasy darling. He was one of those guys that was getting brought up every single show you listen to. It was you got to draft. <laughs> you got to draft. They have good chemistry with Mac Jones, it seemed. So to their point, I mean, now granted, it ended up not you know, like I said, five or sixty every game. But I do thought that they that they showed good chemistry, and that could lead to a better year next year. They got to bring somebody opinion. in. They got to bring someone in. Is the that's thing. clear. But yeah, like and and I even when they bring him in, it, I just think that he's going to get pushed out if they do bring someone in. So I, I think he picked up a better rapport with Kendrick Bourne towards the end of the year. I think yeah, Hunter I Henry is the other guy that they're going to be looking at. So even if you don't bring him in, I think he's at best the third wide receiving option on the team. And it's a team that we don't want a lot of players on anyways for fantasy purposes. Right. So, mm-hmm. um. So, yeah, that is our fantasy ghost segment, which we can look back on in a few months and we can talk about how wrong we are about all of them. Probably. I am going to bring up, we're going to do a big board. Uh, oh my God, I can't talk about it because it's, it's too many B's all the time, but we're going to do a big board draft. Uh, so, before we jump in, we're going to jump in in one minute. Don't, pull the trigger if you're jumping in with us. So I brought Dave on the show because obviously Dave's one of my good friends, but he is, he's pretty deep into regular fantasy football. He does a lot of DFS as well, but he has not jumped into a lot of big ball stuff, uh, best ball stuff. So I decided that like, if I can bring him on the show, we can get a perspective of somebody who hasn't done a lot of best ball drafts, but has fantasy knowledge and just kind of see what their thoughts are as we go through a best ball draft. Uh, because a lot of the people that are listening to the show or watching this show are, are very well versed and we kind of get stuck on certain points. So maybe talking through with somebody that's not as well versed in best ball can help reopen our minds to stuff, or we can help people that have not actually done this feel pushed out. So that's what we're doing this one for. We're going to, we're going to jump into it now. And oh my God, we are waiting for everybody. So 
It's going to take a little bit, but everybody's. Uh, so while we're, we're waiting, why don't you make believe I'm an idiot? <clears throat> That's hard to do. Yes. But um, explain this to me like I'm five years old. All right. So best ball is essentially you love drafting your year long teams, right? I do. I won a Super Bowl this year, 10 team league. There you go. Oh, you said 10 team league. Everyone's going to come for you. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's 12 teams in this and basically we're playing a tournament. So the top two at the end of week 14 advance into a playoff format. But what we're trying to do is get one of the top two teams in the league. We're drafting players just like you would in your home league, except you can't pick anybody up at the end. What do you mean? I can't. What is that? I can't pick anybody up at the end. What do you mean? You you can't pick anybody up in free agency once you draft your team. Oh, once the draft is over, you're done. Yeah. So once you draft your team, you're done. You don't pick up free agents. You don't drop players. So you you got two quarterbacks. They both get injured. You're screwed. Is basically trade. There's no trading. So your team is your team, and what it does is you get the top score from your best players for the week. So if you have two quarterbacks and they both score 30 points and one scores, well, one scores 31, one scores 30, you get the 31 points. You get your top quarterback, your top two running backs, your top three wide receivers, your top tight end, and you get a flex spot for everybody but the quarterback. So you're, that's you know usually either a third running back or a fourth wide receiver. And every team scores 400 points a week, basically. No, you'd be surprised. You score less because you're because dra- you're drafting so deep that you're drafting a lot of players that <laughs> oh, especially that numbers, yeah, that put up nothing. And we're drafting in February, which is freaking bananas, Dave. <laughs> so best ball's been around for a few years, but it really picked up last year. And when it picked up was around May June. So people were drafting early in May and June, and now Underdog, which by the way is the best site at the moment and we're going to talk about this me and buying for at some point um with about the different sites but they're the best best ball site they literally cater to best ball they have other stuff but this is like the bread and butter on the site and they do a great job with the product so last year may june was like early everyone's like oh that's so early you know because you're usually drafting your your fantasy team late august early september dave this this best ball draft is in February. We're doing freaking it. February. So, so we're so so we're drafting a team with guys that we don't even know what team they're going to be on, and this includes rookies. Yeah. So, oh, wait. who? See, I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. So rookies that haven't even been drafted yet into the NFL. Correct. <laughs> Correct. How do they? Yeah. How do they so, even get these names? They just know. <laughs> Because unlike us, they watch college football. And this is what I was talking about. And the problem is, is like, usually we know guys from now. Like, at this point last year, I knew Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. I, I knew Devonta Smith. I knew all the 15,000 quarterbacks, you know, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I was talking to Eric last week, and I'm like, dude, this feels like the most underwhelming class ever because I don't see names that I know. And usually I know some people. Right. I know nobody this year, like no one. Yeah, I don't even know any of the quarterbacks this year. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's like one that I know, which is Pickens or something like that. Yeah, and, that well. and, and nobody is – and just nobody is like 
I don't know, man. It's just the rookies are tough. But you want to draft rookies because you want to draft high upside guys. So we still need four people for the draft. So if anybody's watching and wants to jump in, by all means, join us. Everybody need, loves the draft. Are we drafting a team together or do you need me to jump in on this? No, we're drafting a team together. So all right. what I'll do, the great thing about underdog as well is after we draft this team, I can rename it. So I'll rename it like Dave and up with the ridiculous date of, yeah, Kenny Pickett is who I was trying to talk about, Nez. Thank you. That's the name I wanted. How dare you? How dare you, Nez? LOL me. Um, oh, Corey Volk is going to jump in for his first draft. That'll be fun. Yeah, the drafts are absolutely bananas. I'm just trying to pull up the comments now. I haven't been watching. Jesse, <laughs> Jesse, does this mean Dave is finally done with AJ Green? <laughs> I did draft him a few times ridiculously. Yeah, so the other thing about Dave when he plays year-long fantasy is every person he drafts gets injured every year. It yes. is crazy. None worse than last year. Last year was insane. Yeah, last year was bananas. But guess what? Nobody cares about our personal fantasy team, so we'll mm -hmm. stop talking about them. Uh, we need two more for the draft. So what would you be looking Also, scoring system for underdog is this is a half point PPR. It's not okay. full point. So that does make a difference. And it's not like DraftKings where DraftKings, um, every 100 yards, a running back or wide receiver gets as a bonus. AJ Burns is jumping in the draft. He said, let's go, boys. Or let's get it, boys. Yeah, man. Let's go. We got one spot. How are we waiting on one person? Come on. Somebody jump in. So we That's can not the through. draft order up top, is it? We don't have to have the number one pick, do we? No, it'll it'll randomize once. So it'll fill. It'll then do the randomize, and we'll get a minute to see where we're drafting from. The, also, the thing I would like to point out is if you are drafting on Underdog and you have it in this version, you know, the regular mode, and you don't switch to dark mode, you're an animal. I don't know how you draft in that, in that bright mode, but some of you do it, and it blows my mind every time I see the screenshots for it. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that you're insane, but you are insane. All right. Looks like we're good. I think we are all filled up. So now they're going to randomize our draft order. And we do not get the influencer one-on-one. -on -one. We are in the seven spot, which I kind of like the seven spot. I like to be in the middle. Yeah. it. I. I mean, I like to be in the middle. It sucks for streams, to be honest, because... It gives us very little time to talk about picks in between. Mm. So that kind of sucks. So let's see if there's any names in here. AJ Burns, who said he was jumping in. I was inverted, refuses to be in a draft that I'm not in. So he's in every single draft I do, and he's, a, he's very active in the Discord as well. Huntman is in a lot of the drafts that I'm in. So a lot of familiar names in this one. Um, and they say that it is positive EV when you're drafting with a streamer because we're idiots. So it's beautiful. Corbin Welshare joined us. He said he got in, so that's pretty cool. All right. So now we have to see where we're going to go. And it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts because I already have some preconceived notions on people that I will and won't draft, even in the first round right now. Uh, Jonathan Taylor goes off first. 
thankfully, I, I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to fall fall to us. <laughs> we would love good. for. I would fight. I mean, I take him. I take him at seven. <laughs> yeah, I would fist fight you to take him at seven. <laughs> um, no, we're gonna get. We're gonna end up getting an interesting choice here because I bet you we're gonna get either Henry or Najee's gonna fall to us, and then there's the Tyreek Hill thing. But I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm out on Austin Eckler. So if Eckler gets drafted, if doesn't get drafted, I'm I'm a no on him. I'm not drafting him at all this year. Not that I don't like him, but he's too high. So we're on the clock right now. We have Eckler on board, Najee Harris, Tyreek Hill, Dalvin Cook, another guy I'm not drafting, Devontae Adams. Is Devontae the one you're not drafting, or is Dalvin the one you're not drafting? Dalvin's the one I'm not drafting. Is there anyone? I like Dalvin over Tyreek. Okay. Um, But I would like Najee over Dalvin. I can can deal with – who's the quarterback? That's that's a question mark. I had to take him because we were running out of time. Yeah. So we took Najee Harris at the 107. So we don't know who the quarterback is going to be in Pittsburgh. But the thing about Pittsburgh that we've brought up is whoever – they have to bring a quarterback in, obviously. They can't run with Mason Rudolph. Like that, that team is not – that team is too good right now to have Mason Rudolph come in and be their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. They have the wide receivers. They have a tight end. They have the running back. That team is set up for success. Yeah. So I have no problem drafting any of the of the skill position players on that team because I would assume that they're going to try to make a run for whichever the best quarterback is that's out there. We just don't know who that's going to be right now. You know, they're talking about Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are going to do everything they can to resign him according to Schefter. That remains to be seen. We'll see what they do with him. Russell Wilson, I mean, is he going to try to demand a trade again? So it's that's what's interesting about these February drafts is, man, we have no clue where half of these players are going to be going. True. And, I mean, even when Russell Wilson was in Seattle, it was a weird year for that offense. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be coming back up on the pick. Um, Looks like. I mean, if – Dalvin falls to us, and we don't take him in the second round. That's, I can't. I can't imagine he's going to fall to us. I haven't seen him fall that far yet. Uh, we are drafting with people that are probably going to go wide receiver heavy, but even so, I don't think he's going to fall back to us. Yes, yeah, he just goes right there to hunt at the one twelve. So, right. I think that when we take someone like Najee Harris in the first round. There's a bunch of different builds in best ball too. And I won't get into the complete intricacies of all of them, but like there's zero RB, which we cannot do. Zero RB basically is you don't draft a running back until late. And you just you just mash every other position. You get strong at every other position, and then you hope you hit on late running backs. There's hero RB, which we could do, which is you draft one running back early, you avoid running back for a while. You're taking wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks before you even think about taking a second running back. Uh, It's a build strategy that I do like. And then we can do something where we take two running backs early and then we don't worry about them again till late. Or we can just go nuts, take four running backs early, have our running backs done, and then just mash every other position the rest of the draft and only have four running backs. It's hyper fragile. You lose one or two and you're kind of boned, but... 
it's a it's a good strategy as well. So coming up on us, we have Barkley to draft in front of us. We have Stefan Diggs on board right now, Nick Chubb, mm. DeAndre Swift, who I'm avoiding, Alvin Kamara, who I'm avoiding. Yeah, dude, we have to. T- I think we have to take Diggs. Diggs I like Diggs falling to us at the two. Yep. Like this is crazy. The fact that in a streamer draft we're getting Diggs this late in the second is absolutely insanity to me. I probably should have just left it on there. We could have talked for a little longer. But so we, I love our start. Najee Harris and Stefan Diggs. We're still able to do whatever we want to do here. Um, what are your thoughts so far? I like who we got, and um, I don't know. So you say we don't technically have a strategy yet? Yeah, we, we can kind of still feel it out and see where we want to go with things. Um, there's also a build that I'd like to do that I haven't done yet. I don't want to say it yet because I, the other problem with streaming is... Everyone we, knows your secrets. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of tipping your hand a little bit. So we'll hold off on talking about that. But we can still kind of go wherever we want with this build. I'm, I'm guessing we're going to probably be leaning more towards a Hero RB build where we have Najee and we don't draft another running back until super late in regards to having a second running back. So, you know, somewhere around 10th, 11th, 12th round, maybe we don't draft another running back, but if the right guy falls to us, then we'll obviously. Right. If he falls in our lap. Yeah. And I, and I think like the important thing about drafting these, these best ball teams is, I don't think you can go you can go into the season knowing like I want to try to get this many of my zero RB teams, this many of my robust RB teams, and blah, 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 blah. But when you enter a specific draft, I don't think you can have the mentality like I am definitely doing a zero RB draft right now. You have to kind of see what the draft does. Cause if it if it breaks a certain way and it makes more sense for you to do something else, then you have to do then you then you don't have to do it, but you have to kind of, you know, move through the draft the way it, it kind of falls to you sometimes. Yeah, that makes total sense. So we see Higgins going in the third to 304, Keenan Allen 305. Are we next? We're going to be next on the clock. Uh, we're waiting for Igloo to draft. We have Cam Akers on board. We have Deontay Johnson. We have George Kittle. We have Kyle Pitts, which is a lot of fun. Uh, I know me and Bime for have both been taking him in the third round a lot. So what I want to do now that it's here is I'd love to do a Josh Allen team. I hate drafting a quarterback this early, but because we have digs, I kind of want to stack Josh Allen with him. And then we don't really have to worry about quarterback so much. And we get that Josh Allen stuff on dig stack and I'll be probably underweight on Josh Allen. Do you have any objections to this? No, I think that if we're going to draft a quarterback early, he's an absolute stud. So. Yeah, and when you have Stefan Diggs, you're just betting big on that Bills offense, which is one of those offenses, if you go back and watch a previous episode of ours, we ranked all of the offenses as of as they stand now, and the Buffalo Bills are on the top of the, top of the charts. So I don't mind betting on the – on the um, Buffalo Bills. Nez asked a question, Higgins or Lamb, are you asking if we should have taken him, taken them in the second round or which one I like better, Higgins or Lamb? That I need a little more context to that. Because I'm Lamb over Higgins either way. 
but I'm not lambing Higgins over Stefan Diggs. So if that, if those are the questions, I'll just answer them both. Stefan Diggs over both of them for me currently. And then I'm lamb over Higgins because I think lamb is finally going to have the chance to step up and be the number one receiver for that team this year, where last year that was still pretty much Amari Cooper. So we're getting a build where we kind of have everything right now. Let me uh, move this down so that people can see our team right now. We have Josh Allen, Najee Harris, Stefan Diggs. Where would you – so your boy's at the top of the queue right now, just about Mike Evans. He's up there with Calvin Ridley. We these still are, have – I'm glad these two guys aren't – are probably not guys we're going to have to worry about drafting. <laughs> see, I love Ridley this year <clears throat> because – I don't think he's going to stay on the Falcons and I would suspect that he goes to, and no one that sucks is really going to trade for him. He is young enough that they could might have Mac Jones throwing him the ball. Oh my God. I don't think so. <clears throat> I mean, but, great, but, so but he could, he could go there. If and he does I go there, think, I don't want him on my fantasy team. <laughs> I still think it's a fine situation. I mean, I'm on record. It doesn't matter because he just went, but I would love to see Calvin Ridley go to Chicago. And I think that I think that offense with Calvin Ridley could just be like overly explosive. So this fourth round gets a little gross, man. Um, we start looking around. We see Darren Waller, who I'm not in love with. I'm not a David Montgomery guy. Dobbins is uh, Aaron Jones is interesting with the Aaron Rodgers news because if Rodgers is back, then Aaron Jones is interesting, but. Where are you looking? So we got 30 seconds on the clock. Is I there think anything? Aaron Jones is interesting, even if Rodgers isn't uh, in town. Really? Because if they if they take um, a quarterback, if they end up with a quarterback who is at least decent enough to keep the offense on the field, they might le- um, lean heavier on Aaron Jones on their running back. Yeah, but they also have A.J. Dillon is the, is the problem. And if they're not moving the ball downfield, how many opportunities are the two of them actually going to get? So I took him just because we were talking about him. So we got Najee and Aaron Jones right now, which I don't mind doing. Again, I haven't. I'm not going to take a ton of Aaron Jones this year, but if we can get him in the fourth, he's going to be a guy that if Rodgers and Devontae Adams come back, Aaron Jones is going to get pushed up to the second round minimum. So by drafting early, we get Aaron Jones in the fourth. It's great. Now it could absolutely bite us in the ass too, but. Um, I do, I do like Aaron Jones. If everybody, if the band gets back together, as they say, I'm is just not Cal- convinced it's going to happen. Is Calvin Ridley that difference from Alan Jones? Is an interesting question for your Chicago take. It says Calvin Ridley would change things. Is he that different from Allen Robinson? I don't think he's. I think he's younger, and he's not made of plexiglass as Allen Robinson is starting to become. Do you have any My, idea how strong plexiglass is? I mean, uh, balsa wood, whatever you want to call it. I'm thinking of plexiglass because I'm thinking of Plaxico Burris, and that was what he was <clears> called because <throat> he was always hurt. So, you know, the correlation. So Calvin really, to me, I think he helps change things because I think the whole team's going to change. They got rid of Nagy. They're bringing Justin Fields in as the quarterback now. And I, it's more a bet on Justin Fields being a, a quarterback that can make that offense, offense run with the right coaching staff behind him. I brought this up before when you had 
Justin Fields coming in before he was running an Andy Dalton offense, which is stupid because Andy Dalton and Justin Fields are not the same quarterback. So I just think he helps unlock whatever that offense can be. And it came back on us real fast. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, so we only have one wide receiver right now. We got Mike Williams on there. Yeah, we don't know where he's going to go, though, as a free agent. So he mm. scares me. We have Pittman on here. Um, Hollywood Brown, Darnell Mooney. Anyone you lean towards here? Um, I think Mike Mike Williams is solid. I mean, whatever, unless he ends up on a garbage team. Well, which I guess is possible. We got to get better at uh, talking about these, but that moved really fast. So we ended up taking, we, I would have taken Mike Williams, sorry, but we ended up taking Michael Pittman just because like he was there. Williams is interesting because he could be either. Bime Four was talking about him in the Discord today where he's, I think he was like 20th overall or 27th as he was the 27th wide receiver. And He's getting drafted in the 20th spot, or those numbers might be reversed. The point is, the point is, they, uh, it depends where he goes. Is he going to end up back in, I want to say San Diego, but it's the LA Chargers? Everyone would know what you meant if you said it. It's the one team that's like harder because I'm already okay with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, For some reason, the Chargers just belong in San Diego. It feels like they moved for no reason. It's like, what what was that all about? It was was like another team going to LA at the the same year. You had the Rams go back to LA. It's like then San Diego moved to LA, which is like two miles up the road. (laughs) It's like, what are you doing? I just want to hit back. Nez did answer. He said he wanted to know who he liked more out of Higgins or Lamb since they're like back to back in ADP. And that Higgins is gaining a lot of momentum in the streets. Yeah, but I love Higgins, but he's been going second round sometimes. He's getting kind of pushed back into the third. He's not the number one on his team. I love that offense. I love T. Higgins. I just think a second or third round when you've already had two Bengals off the board and Jamar Chase and um, Joe Mixon, it's just a really high price for Higgins right now. And I just, I don't love it. So I'd rather take lamb at the moment. Higgins falls to the fourth round. I like it a little bit better. Um, they're going to be, we're going to be coming back up here. I'd be leaning to go wide receiver. I yeah. love Darnell Mooney. I love Hollywood Brown in these spots, but if there's somebody that's jumping out to you. Oh, so, I'm trying to see who's. So we've got. Brandon Cooks, Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy. We're not drafting Odell with a knee injury right now. We're going to figure that out first. So Ayuk was kind of a dud this year. This he came year. on late, though. So um, if you like Darnell Mooney, I'll, I don't know. We were, you were so bad with all your Chicago takes last time. I'm last so time bad. Around. <laughs> so bad with Chicago last year. I had so much Chicago last year, and – it did not go well, but Darnell Mooney was the one. Him and David Montgomery actually were pretty legit last year. Mooney and Fields, when they were playing together, had a connection. And I think that the right – I don't even think they – they got to bring in receivers because there's only two on the roster. I don't think they need to bring in a Calvin Ridley. Like, I would love for them to. But I think I think they have enough on the team between Komet, Mooney, Montgomery, 
that that offense can roll. I'm not saying they're going to be the best offense in the league, but I think they have enough to prove that they can be one of these top 10, 15 offenses where we want pieces of them. And if that's the case, then we want Mooney. He's probably the number one piece we want, especially at the price he's going at. Six round, it's it's a pretty good price. Uh, we got about five picks until it's us. We already have Josh Allen, Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, Stephon Diggs, and Michael Pittman. So for me, I'm just looking to hammer a wide receiver at this point. Okay. When do you like taking another quarterback? Because you know we want to have it two at least, right? Yeah. So that's that's an interesting ask, and <laughs> I didn't say this. I don't know if it's Casey or Kazi. Casey Brown says so. Basically, the Bears are winning the Super Bowl. That's not what I'm saying. I refuse to say that. Um, but I think they're going to be a good team. I, I just, and if they're not, then I'm out on the Bears for the rest of my life because, you know. Fool me once, strike one. Fool me twice, strike three. In the great <laughs> words of Michael Scott, we are on the clock, and I we hate are on everything. The clock. I hate. Oh, everything. Right. So, so back to my question about quarterbacks. If we're taking two quarterbacks, you got Matt Stafford right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we like him this early though. Well, we have no other players to go with him, and we're generally trying to stack when we can. The uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Chase Claypool. Before we can't draft anyone. I'm sorry, I'm stealing this entire draft, but time goes fast. So I have just... this theory that stacking is a myth. It doesn't give you any advantage whatsoever. Um, you're taking the best player to get you the most points. It doesn't necessarily make a difference that they are on the same team. You are about to get roasted. You are about to get absolutely lit up in the chat. So I understand, like, if you were expecting a quarterback to go bananas, you want the wide receivers. But that doesn't mean that other wide receivers on other teams also are not going to go bananas, you know? Right, but it's a correlation thing. So if there's only one high-scoring game in the week, right? So say there's one game that scores 65 and it's low. And and if you're so I, that's probably a bad example because you're that's a one week thing for the season. If Stefan Diggs has a great season, right, most likely Josh Allen's going to have a great season as well. Correct. Sure. Yeah. So that's why we're stacking and and we're playing a game. So this is this is a better way of putting it. DYs, you have a better shot of getting first in a huge. 100 plus man pool stacking QB wide receiver versus just guessing the best wide receiver, which is correct because because if your wide receiver is going off, your quarterback's going off with them. Right. You know, you throw three touchdowns to Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen has three touchdowns. So that's what happened this year with Josh Allen and, um, oh my God, who was it that went off for? the bills. I know he ran for two touchdowns as well. That final season, the final week of the best ball playoffs, but you want to stack just because of the implied, the implied odds. It's hard to explain this while I'm trying to draft as well. Actually, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, comments coming in that are pretty much all agreeing with each other. And but this is why sense. I like bringing you on because as somebody who's not playing these type of contests as much, yeah, it might not matter as much in season long. 
So I would be down to take and where on the clock again. again. Odell's uh, still there and he's going to play his, his injury. It's an ACL tear and that's he'll, even if he's not back in the um, right away. Yeah. You know, he might be one of those like later in the season comes in clutch. You no know, type of, I'm not saying we got to take him right now, but we'll, we'll take him because you he's brought still him there. Up. He's still there. So. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't love him because we don't know where he's going to be going. And because of the ACL tear and it's his second one, I think it's a different knee though. But like you said, if he hits, he hits. So I'm just trying to read through some of these comments. Yeah, they're all saying the same thing. It makes sense. So it's, uh, in best ball, it's easier to reduce variance if you are betting on good offenses rather than just good players. Yeah. And that's the other thing is we are betting on good offenses. So when we did the tier rankings the last two weeks or whatever it was, we're ranking the offenses. And when we rank those offenses, if they're up high, then we want the quarterbacks for those high offenses. So another good way to put it while I'm trying to draft. Definitely something that I could sit here and just talk about the whole time. Good. But, That's what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> That's your job. Well, well, I, well, I mean, just the whole stacking thing. <clears throat> now, I I would argue with people that think that you have to absolutely stack an entire offense. There's certain guys that I like skinny stacking, which is just the quarterback with with one pass catcher more than others. But that's that's offense to offense. Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, I'm fine with just skinny stacking them, but I also don't mind having another piece if it makes sense. Who on that team? I like Dawson Knox. If you get yeah, Dawson okay. Knox at the right Tight at end, the yeah. right uh, at the right cost. And I don't even mind stacking him with Devin Singletary at running back. It's just Devin Singletary's price is getting so high that it's starting to become a little more pricey to stack that offense. So we're coming up next. Um, of course, Dawson Knox is at the top of the board as we're talking about it. I don't think we have a tight end yet, right? No, but for me, this is when I would take my second quarterback. Right now, I would take Fields. We have Mooney. Uh, we have Josh Allen. And if we take Fields, we don't have to take another quarterback the rest of the draft. Fields might be a bum. But we have Josh Allen. We're, we're risking the upside now. Right. I know you're big on him. Yeah, so I'm taking Justin Fields because Josh Allen's probably going to be my number one quarterback all season. But Fields is the type of player that can have explosion games because of his legs too. Mm -hmm. So if I hit those right, then I'm just going to be having one of the highest scoring quarterbacks every week. Plus we have Stephon Diggs to stack Josh Allen. We have Darnell Mooney to stack um, with Justin Fields. And, you know, tipping our hand a little bit, we can still get Komet later as one of our tight ends. And then we have a Chicago Bear stack. Uh, Casey says big brains. Big brains can stack quarterback with in-division wide receiver tight ends for contrarian builds, which is absolutely true. You can stack your quarterback with division rival players. And another thing that people were doing last year that I think we're going to be doing a lot more of this coming year is not necessarily just stacking in division teams, but we're going to be looking at that last week of the season for best ball, and we're going to be targeting games. Last year it was Cowboys-Cardinals, where people were like, I need to try to get Cowboys-Cardinals stacks in case that's the game that explodes week 17, looking at the schedule. Can't do that right now. The schedule's not out. But there's there's different types of stacks you can do with – 
a lot of stuff. And I love the division stack take because if you're in a bad division, NFC North doesn't have any defense that you're absolutely worried about. So you start stacking, let's say Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams come back. You're taking Rodgers, Adams, Mooney. There's there's your in-division stack that's going to play each other twice a year. And if they shoot out both times, then it's a great point. Um, we're on the clock next because I can't shut up and I just keep talking about things. Cordero Patterson's up there. Oh, my God. I hate it. <laughs> so I personally like Noah Fant. I, I love the Denver offense this year. That's another team that needs a quarterback. But Noah Fant in the 10th round is at a price point that I'm fine getting him, knowing that I'm going to be grabbing other tight ends. Is there anything you see on the board that you're into? Um, not for tight ends, no. Wide, I mean, it could be anything. You tell me yeah. a wide receiver or running back. Um, we don't, we don't, I don't really like, although Michael Gallup was interesting last year. I don't like him. I don't think I like him here, though. I, I've been taking some Gallup because I also find him interesting. I think he might resign with Dallas. That's a possibility. I probably would be he's, his best landing spot. But he, just, he started out pretty hot last year. That was the one game that he played. He and then injury again. Yeah. And then got injured. Yeah, because he was on your fantasy team. Yeah. He was on my fantasy team. Yeah. So, so right now, let's read off our team to the to the people. We have Josh Allen, Justin Fields, Najee, and Aaron Jones, Stefan Diggs, Michael Pittman, Chase Claypool, Odell, and Noah Fant. Darnell Mooney. You skipped him for some reason. I skipped Mooney. I believe oh. you did. Well, we have Darnell Mooney as well. So we have two stacks, which I love. I love that we were able to get stacks. The thing about these big board tournaments, I've been locked out of quarterback by the ninth round twice. And when I say locked out, I, I have like a dividing line when you get to Kirk Cousins. <laughs> that's that's the bottom tier of quarterbacks. And as you can see, we're in the 10th round and the best remaining quarterback is Kirk Cousins. We've, we've talked about this. I think quarterbacks are going to shake out and come back down to the level that they normally do. But for now, like, if you're not grabbing a quarterback in the top between rounds five and nine, you're going to get locked out of the bigger names. This is and such an ugly list. It is. This is what's left. And at this point, if you don't have a quarterback, you got to be looking to take three of these guys. You don't want to take just two of them because you know, they're just they're not putting up big enough numbers. So you need to play that juggling game of trying to get one of these three quarterbacks to get you a week every week. So coming back on us in about four picks, I want to try to get you more involved in this. Is there a position that you think we should be going to? We got two quarterbacks, two running backs, five wide outs and a tight end. I got to throw running backs out there because they get injured so much. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if that's a bad call. Uh, I don't know who's on there. Who we got? So I don't hate it. I'm not completely opposed to it. I'd probably be looking at the wide receiver list myself and hammering wide receiver for one or two more rounds. Yeah, because I don't think there's there's anyone on here that I think we absolutely got to get at this point either. Uh, I do like Madison in case Dalvin Cook goes down. He he Which gets he a lot of that time work. Time. And the wide receivers are starting to get ugly. So Palmer's okay. Van Jefferson's okay. 
Julio's okay. Um, so why don't we take Julio? Yeah. And just hope for some upside on him. The other guy I would have taken is Madison there. Uh, just, just because of the upside. We have two studs. Well, theoretically two studs. We're hoping Aaron Jones is a stud. Based on what that offense does with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, I think I think if you get Rodgers back, you get Adams back. But that's that remains to be seen. I just I don't I can't imagine. Can you imagine Rodgers going back to Green Bay without, without Adams, De- without yeah. Devonta Adams? It just just doesn't make sense why he would come back to a team like that. So they're either going to get both or none, and I'm willing to take the risk occasionally with Aaron Jones because he's explosive when he when he plays he's still explosive we all love AJ Dillon and rightfully so because he is the next man up he is going to be that he does have that stud level running back but we've seen it everywhere it's it's a two RB league for these teams now for the most part so you're getting into backfields with timeshares no matter what with the exception of like maybe one or two teams at this point there's there's just not many guys that are taking the workload that a Derrick Henry's taking anymore. So I, I like Aaron Jones still. We're on the clock in five picks. And this is when the draft really just starts to get freaking brutal. Um we start looking at some of these names. The the top players left at running back wide receiver tight end are Kasicki, Zach Ertz, Hunter Henry, James Robinson, Cole Komet. Van Jefferson, we got Tyler Higby, Russell Gage, LaVisca Chenault, Devontae Parker. Lots and lots and lots of question marks, but that's to be expected in the 12th round of a draft. So anything that's jumping off the page for you here? Um, No, so we get our commit there um, that we were tossing yeah. around. Yep. I don't dislike Gusecki. Mm-hmm. Um, He's a free agent, so it all depends on where he lands as well. Mm-hmm. True. I, I honestly, for me, it's either Hunter Henry or Cole Komet. Hunter, yeah, I like Hunter Henry. Obviously, I I typically don't draft Patriots because they spread the ball out so much. But Hunter Henry was pretty clutch over there. It'd be fun to root for him. Yeah, so we can go with Hunter Henry since we do have. Typically, I'd probably go Cole Komet just to get that Justin Fields stack. You know, a little more complete, but I also don't mind skinny stacking Justin Fields for the reason that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's yes, yeah. but also running quarterbacks that run like Lamar, for example, I, I like Lamar skinny stacked with a guy. I'd rather just have him with Hollywood or Mark Andrews, unless I'm getting phenomenal prices on both. If it's a running quarterback, I generally want, one of the wide receivers, one of the tight ends, and I'm usually done with it. So that's why I like Trey Lance that way. Like I, I'm skinny stacking Trey Lance when I have him. I'm not, I'm not going full board with him. So Justin Fields is probably, probably makes sense to do it the same way. I just, I don't know. I'm a little more bullish on Chicago than some of those other offenses. Personally, I think it's uh, interesting that you're still so bullish on Chicago after taking the fattest L on Chicago of all time. <laughs> I I didn't account for the coaching staff just being so inept, and I should have because they've been inept the whole time they were there. So that was an issue. 
Do we know who's coach over there or who's going to be? Um, yeah, it escapes me at the moment. I'll look it up in a second. But they did they did hire. Everyone's been hired. They have uh, all the teams have filled their head coaching spots. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Um, we are coming up after one more pick. Um, so we can start looking at running back as well. The, the, the guys that jump out at me here are Kenneth Gainwell and Ronald Jones. I'm not big on Gus Edwards. I mean, he was he was just injured. That's the only reason he was right, wasn't he? Was he injured? Gus Edwards. Yeah, yeah, he was out for the season, but he'll never get a full workload, anyways. Right. So for me, I'm looking at Gainwell or Ronald Jones because I think that ooh, we picked Gainwell. Okay. Because I think where Ronald Jones, because we were running out of time, yeah. um, wherever Ronald Jones goes, he has a chance to really be used a lot in whatever backfield he ends up in. I like again, I don't think he's going to be a workhorse workhorse guy, but I think he could be split in carries, which is what we're looking for for some balance, and it's just what teams are going to do. So I I like Ronald Jones. Now he could end up in the worst situation ever. And we look back at it. It was like, we drafted Ronald Jones and he ended up in, I don't know, pick a, pick a bad team that that's not going to do anything. And we're like, shit, that was bad. But Atlanta, (laughs) you know, if he goes to Atlanta, yeah, it probably sucks to be honest, but I'll I'll give myself some false hope. I'll be like, all right, well now now they got Pitts, now they got Ronald Jones. They can put something together, and then they'll score thirteen points a game, and <laughs> and we'll all be upset. <clears throat> so, ugh, let's see. Let's run through our team real quick. We got Josh Allen, Justin Fields, Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, and Kenneth Gainwell at running back. Stephon Diggs, Michael Pittman, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones. And then we have Noah Fan, Hunter Henry. So for me, we're not taking any more quarterbacks or tight ends. We're locked at those two spots. We have what we need for those two. Uh, so we're just looking to hammer running back wide receiver at this point. I don't remember and, if you brought it up already. Does this this is gonna sound like such a rookie question? Kickers and defenses? There's none. Not a not in best ball tournaments. I like it. Which is beautiful because you don't have to deal with that nonsense. Mm. So this is where I'm going to start looking at some like high upside guys. Um, maybe some, ooh, I'd say that and then I see something. So I think we should go Isaiah McKenzie. I think we should grab another wide receiver for Josh Allen. And I think McKenzie could step up. And I think he's going to overtake that Cole Beasley, Beasley role and be even better. So then we get our double stack with Josh Allen. I like it. Um, what I was going to say, and I think he is a high upside guy, but this is where I'm starting to take the name of our, the name of our company is spike week. We're looking for guys that can do that can put up point big points in particular weeks. What week are we hoping for an OBJ return? Says Liam Murphy. What's an ACL injury? Like six months. Yeah. I, I mean, week six would probably be, what we would be optimistic, but the science behind this stuff is getting crazy. And we've been seeing guys come back faster and faster and faster. And we're actually hoping for Odell to come back at all. 
What if he decides that he's had enough and he wants to retire? I don't think that's happened. I mean, it's been floated from like people not in the know, like people are just throwing it out <laughs> there. I mean, even if he comes back week six and he comes back and he is playing at the level that he was with the Rams and you're getting him as your fifth or sixth wide receiver, then great. Is Robert Woods still on the Rams? Yes, Robert Woods is coming back to the Rams. So he is going too low in drafts right now. OBJ is not going to come back to the Rams at all. Like just cap reasons and stuff. I don't, I can't imagine them getting him back. So the Rams is going to be Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and that's going to be your offense. So which is fine. They'll yeah, be fine. Which is <laughs> fine. You know, they they felt they got OBJ with Woods still healthy, and then Woods immediately got hurt within 24 hours. So it just worked out for them that they ended up needing him. He was a luxury that became a need. So they didn't they didn't need OBJ at the time. It was just a a luxury. So I'm gonna get to Liam's comment in one second. Liam actually won the Millie. Wow. Yep. So we have I love Mostert here. Mostert's another free agent. He could be a guy that he could end up back in San Francisco. He could end up on a team that really needs a running back and he could, you know, get another 60% workload somewhere. Is there anyone else jumping off the page to you at the moment? Um no. Nope. I like I like most dirt. I do like Khalil Herbert too, but when we have the passing game already for Chicago, I, I god, I sound like such a Chicago mark, don't I? <laughs> you do. <laughs> you won't stop talking about them. <laughs> I know, but it's just I just have high hopes for that offense. <clears throat> and it's weird because I'm like I've never been like a Chicago Bears fan. So Liam said I had probably 30% McKenzie last year on DK. Never did I think he'd be drafted ahead of Robbie Anderson in 2022. Dude. I couldn't agree more with this because I thought as much as we were all on DJ Moore last year, as we all thought he was the number one and I did, I did as well. And I love DJ Moore. I thought that that offense was going to be explosive. I thought you were going to have Anderson on one side. He already had the connection with Sam Darnold. I thought we were just going to have a wheels up offense where, they weren't winning a lot of games, but you were seeing a lot of high-scoring games with that Carolina Panthers offense. And then we got the CMC injury. Robbie Anderson didn't do anything most weeks. I think he had one or two decent weeks. They never had a quarterback either. Well, Darnold was great the first three games. Well, great, Very good to great. And then something happened, and then he got – you know, then he sucked, and then he got hurt. And then Cam Newton came in and started rolling footballs to the middle of the field because that's about all he could do at that point. You know, we, we wanted to love him when he came to New England, but he's just done. I hate saying it, but that dude is just absolutely washed. And it is what it is. So what they do at quarterback, I think they have to run Darnold back because he at least flashed a little bit. And what else are they going to do other than draft a guy? And if you were going to draft a guy, they had the seventh or eighth pick in the draft last year, and they didn't take a quarterback. That was the year to do it. Well, they so, didn't think they need him. True. Sam, you know, Sam Darnold. Right. But if you were going to draft a quarterback, it was last year. And 
I just don't know who they could bring in this year. What are they going to do? Are they going to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo? I guess. Is that is that an improvement from Sam Darnold? Yeah, is it? it, it it's a fair point. Liam thinks that Carolina is drafting a quarterback. They could. I mean, if they do, are they going to start him right away? They should probably. But we've seen it with rookie quarterbacks. We don't know what they're going to be. We we just got the biggest hoodwink of all time in the rookie quarterback department this past year. We had four that people were drafting, five that people were high on, and we were all like, yeah, the rookie quarterbacks are going to win his tournaments, and then none of them did anything. We are uh, – we are on the clock here. So this is when I just start taking shots, man, to be honest. Like Robinson here, he's getting drafted high. My knowledge on him is next to nothing. But I don't like Lazard that much. He's okay. Terrace Marshall, maybe he steps up and becomes a second. But I'm just taking absolute Hail Marys at this point. Um, How do you say that first name? Wandale. One, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Literally I'm, just pronounce it. I missed my pick, but we drafted him anyways. So I, I prefer him over a guy like Cole Beasley, over KJ Hamler, because it's the unknown. It's a lottery ticket. We're, we're just taking a lottery ticket at that point, where Cole Beasley is just never going to pay us off, especially how old he's getting. We don't know what's going to happen with him on that offense next year if he's even on that team next year. So I, I we took Isaiah McKenzie because we think he's going to end up overtaking what Cole Beasley does, and it just seems like a lock to do something like that. And Terrace Marshall, I do, I do find him an intriguing player, but he didn't really show anything last year. We just talked about that quarterback situation, so it makes it a little tough. We are up in eight picks again let's see how many running backs we have we have four running backs Najee, aaron jones kenneth gainwell raheem mostert i actually like that squad of running backs i I think with taking too early and getting too late that's a solid four-man squad at the moment we can definitely add to that and then for wide receiver we have Diggs, Pittman, mooney claypool beckham julio jones isaiah mckenzie wandale robinson so I mean, we're not like clearly we don't have the best wide receiver core out of everybody that's drafted. We just didn't set ourselves up that way, which is fine. We took we took two early running backs, but for not taking and we took a quarterback in the third round for taking our wide receivers the way we did. I like that. That top four is solid to me. Two of those four should be starting for us every week. So that's why I think we can start taking shots on like some of these really high upside guys that they're either going to give us nothing or they're going to give us tons and tons of points. We're about four away. Are you seeing any guys on here that has a high upside? Cause God, I I wish Brian Edwards would. And he just, he never got there, man. Um, Terrace Marshall is we've just talked about. I'm not like in love with them. I think he's okay. I like Diami Brown from Washington. Uh, it sounds like Washington is really going to be trying to go after a after a quarterback. Uh, I would probably be taking Justin Jackson here. 
Yeah, it's a strong offense. Well, he's a free agent, but I think he's flashed enough that a team might go out and get him that they really think they're a running back. You know, they really need to shore up their backfield or something. And he might not even be like the main guy, but he might get 40 to 50% of the carries. And as our fifth running back, if he's that guy and whoever takes him, the main guy goes down, then he could get like a 90% work rate. And that's the stuff that, that we just dream about in spots in the 17th round. So the other difference with underdog this year, I know you didn't play on this at all, is now it's a 20-round draft, and last year it was an 18-round draft. Other than so we get those extra two players that neither of us have any idea who they are. <laughs> well, <laughs> at the moment, I'm gonna know who Zamir White is by the end of the season. You just wait. <laughs> um, no, so like for me, I know a lot of people like it personally. I like that it differentiated itself from DraftKings and having 18 rounds, and what they did was for the big dog, which was the $250 draft. What the big dog was a $250 buy-in per team. That's what I drafted with Overzet last year. And I did a couple more on my own and the, the big dog had 20 rounds. So I like that. They, they changed it up a little bit for their higher buy-in. I actually thought that they should have done maybe one less round on the puppy and made it 17 rounds and just kind of, kept that up where they're just making each buy-in a little bit different, a little unique. So I'm, I'm, I don't, it's not like it breaks my like heart that they're up to 20 rounds. It's not a huge deal, but I really did like, I did like the 18 round drafts last year. So over at wide receiver, we're up in two picks. The board hasn't really changed that much. Um, for me, I'm looking at Dion, the Diami Brown, from Washington, personally, mm-hmm. there's yep. no there's no one else really jumping off the page. Zay Jones is fun because he does have those spike weeks that we're talking about. He is a guy that can flash. Like, uh, he's not quite prime Deshaun Jackson or anything, but you know that type of build where they can go off. Zay Jones just went, so we don't have to talk much more about him. Nope. Jalen Guyton is meh. Meh. I've had them on a couple teams, but I'm probably. Uh, you got I'm, Nelson Algar up there, who would likely be a dud. Yeah, just run that all upside. Not a lot upside there. So I'm I'm Diami Brown here. Um, unless there was someone that you saw jump out at you that you'd like to take. Quez Watkins is another guy that he could actually be. You know, we'll use him two or three weeks during the year, but he'll catch a 70 or 80 yard touchdown. So that's another one of those guys that would be great to take in a spot like this. And then, well, um, you know, they have a, at least with the, with him, you know, you know, they have a quarterback, whereas Washington, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what Washington's going to do. They, they're talking about putting together a deal for somebody, but I don't know who they're going to go to. We have 10 wide receivers now and we have two picks left. I have a running back that I am eyeballing that I do not want to say yet because I don't want people to steal him, but he's become my favorite 19th and 20th round pick, mostly 19th now, but I was getting him in the 20th for a while. Is um, two quarterbacks enough? 
with the two that we have. So again, if you draft a, if you draft one of the big guys like a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, you're you're investing enough draft capital that you think that they're going to be your your number one quarterback 75 to 80% of the weeks. One of our quarterbacks is a running quarterback and both of our quarterbacks are running quarterbacks. Yeah, well they're not Josh Allen isn't a running quarterback like he's he's a pocket passer first more so i don't know i just feel like the um justin fields has more of a chance to get injured yeah and josh but, allen has the size he's, he's, he, i can't really see him getting like taken out you know so bond four has a great article about this we need to be drafting as if we're right we can't draft scared so like if you're drafting josh allen you're jo- you're drafting him with the expectations that he's playing the full year you're not drafting guys with the expectations that they're getting injured and stuff like that. Cause if you have that thought, I mean, players are going to get injured. That's just part of the game, but we're drafting players with the, with the idea that they're going to play a full 17 game season. We're up here. Yeah. So I love Dearness Johnson. He's going to be a free agent. I, if any guy proved himself to, to take on a main spot in a backfield last year, it was Dearness Johnson in Cleveland came in, lit it up a lot of the games that he played and we're getting him in the 19th round. And he's just, I would, I would not be shocked if you see that guy in single digit rounds by the end of the year, based on where he gets signed and everything like that. He could just absolutely shoot up this draft board. So one of the advantages of drafting in February, it makes me laugh every time that we're drafting teams in February. (laughs) But one of the advantages of drafting teams in February is trying to get these players late. Like we're we're getting discounts on certain players. And I think he's one of the biggest discounts you're going to get right now, personally. So my Dearness Johnson exposure in this in the big board drafts, particularly, is probably going to be through the roof. Everyone's probably sick of me saying it, but Devonta Smith in the fifth round, I've been drafting him every time I can. Because I just think I've noticed his ADP is starting to creep up, but when I can get those guys at a discount, I'm just absolutely smashing them. So we got one pick left, and then we'll run through the team, and then we will get out of here. So taking a little longer, but while we do that, I just want to remind everybody to make sure you like, subscribe to Spike Week, whether you're watching us on YouTube whether you're listening to us on a podcast, if you could just, once again, please give us a rating and review. It just helps us out so much. And we all love best ball and you want more best ball content. So let's, uh, let's give us some likes and some reviews so that we can make that keep coming to you. And we also have the giveaway. So once we get to 600 followers, we're giving away the Jersey. You just have to be following subscribe. Sorry. YouTube is subscribed. You have to be subscribed to Spike Week and you have to be subscribed to Hometown Ghost Stories. AJ Burns wants us to review some teams if we got time. We can review a couple of these teams. We'll take a look at them. Which one's yours? I know you're in the draft, so if you tell me which one yours is, I'll make sure we review yours. We're up next, and I just dart throw There he is. There's AJ Green. <laughs> Don't do it. 
Um, no, no. I dart throw rookies in the 20th. So we got Zamir White. We got Zamir White. Does gone. it say somewhere whether or not they're a rookie? Or is it just... So if it doesn't have a team by their name, oh, they're going to be a rookie. Because even if they're not, they're a free agent. It still shows last year's team. So we can take Jalen Tol- Tolbert or we can take Damian Pierce. Take the top. Take the top one. All right. We'll take Pierce. All right. So AJ, oh, AJ Burns, your team is literally AJ Burns. So that was pretty easy to figure out. So we will, we'll go, we'll go over some of the teams. We'll look. We'll go. Imagine if I could talk today. Just imagine <laughs> if words came out of my mouth right now and I just said things that made sense. So we're going to review our team real quick. At quarterback, we have Josh Allen and Justin Fields. At running back, we went Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, actually, we grabbed seven running backs, which I never do, but I'm fine with it. So let me just go through these running backs again. We have Najee Harris, Aaron Jones, Kenneth Gainwell, Raheem Mostert, Justin Jackson, Dearness Johnson, and Damian Pierce. Wide receiver, we have Stephon Diggs, Michael Pittman, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones, Isaiah McKenzie, Wandale Robinson, Deami Brown, and for let me just go to our team because it for our tight ends we have Noah Fant and we have Hunter Henry. So that is our team. I just wanna I have to go through talk for a minute while I try to see if I can pull up the full draft. So we don't have the uh, next year. We don't even have even. Bleh, I could talk. We don't even have <laughs> next year's schedule yet. So correct. So we don't even know bye weeks. Right. We don't know bye weeks. So we might have two tight ends with the same bye week. We might have two quarterbacks with the same bye week. Yeah, I don't think it. Like I, I mean, obviously, it's not. It's not a preference to have them with the same bye week. I don't think it matters so much because you're scoring throughout the entire season that you can make up those points, and if. You know, if you have two guys that are absolutely going explosive at the tight end position all year, for example, and you're getting stud weeks out of them, it doesn't matter because if you take a zero, you're still getting these huge weeks the rest of the rest of the way to go. A lot of people's tight ends are just zeroing out or or getting two points, three points anyways. When, I, have, when they... I have another question, sure. another rookie idiot question um, sure. that I should probably know the answer to. I should, probably should have known before we drafted. Is this weekly head-to-head matchups with other people, or is this just like a one big pool and whoever has the most points at the end of the year? Nope. So out of these 12 teams we're playing, it's just it's just at the end of week 14, whoever the top the two teams with the, with the best scores advance to a playoff. And then you get Amen. matched with other players. And then you're trying to make it around through each round at that point. So underdog, it changes depending on the tournament, but usually once you make it to the playoffs, only one team advances from your next playoff from your next pool. So, but for all intents and purposes, you're trying to make, you're trying to get one, you're trying to get your team through a field of 12 and you can do it by getting in first or second place. And then, that's that's the way you're playing. So you're playing for pure upside. You need the most points. That's that's it. it's not a head-to-head thing. Gotcha. Um, so AJ Burns wanted us to look from a team. Uh, Corbin wanted us to review his team as well. You have the 11, so we'll look at Corbin's. But let's start with AJ Burns at quarterback. So number two pick. Yep, he started with the number two pick. So he has Stafford. Hang on, can you change it to see what he picked when? 
Yes. I think that would be more interesting to look at. All right. So he started Cooper Cup. He went Jalen Waddle in the second. Antonio Gibson third. Dobbins fourth. Fifth, Travis Etienne. AJ Burns, buddy. I know everybody else is on Travis Etienne. I hate him. So to me, that's – I'm always going to say Etienne's a bad pick, but that is a personal preference. He's grabbing Hawkinson in the sixth. He gets Woods. So he's got that double stack with Stafford. That's awesome. That's a great, great – that's great. I mean, the Rams are an offense you want. He's got Miles Sanders in the ninth, which I think is undervalued right now. So that's a good pick. William Fuller, you know, Will Fuller, the fifth, whatever they want to call him this week. I don't know, man. I just – I'm out on Fuller for now. Let's see where he goes. He he doesn't stay on the field either. Kenny Galladay, if you if your team's healthy, this team's great. You have Tua, you have Devontae Parker. We'll see if he stays. You get Mechie, the wide receivers, a guy that I have found interesting from the very limited knowledge I have at wide receiver. You got Antonio rookies. Brown? Or am I looking oh. at the wrong team? <laughs> we want Antonio Brown, buddy. What are we doing? You think he's going to play? I mean, if he plays, that 16th round pick is, you know, great. It's going to look gonna look like a genius if he plays. I just can't <clears> imagine he's going to ever play in the NFL again. It just feels like a waste of a pick. Uh, Lazard, if if Rodgers comes back in the 17th, is super high upside. Dante Foreman is fine. Taking a swing with Mac Corral. And um, Jawan Jennings for your final wide receiver. And let's just take a look at the 11 spot real quick, and then we're going to get out of here. So you went Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon, Deontay Johnson, Calvin Ridley, Brees Hall, Traylon Burks. You're going heavy on these high, high upside rookies. I don't hate it. Damian Harris, Kadarius, Tony Dawson. This team's pretty solid. Mm. Dawson Knox, Rashad Penny, Derek Carr, Tannehill, Mac Jones. If you're going to wait on, on quarterback, this is absolutely the way to do it. Yeah, Russell Gage, um, Braxton Berrios, Terrace Marshall, Keyshawn Vaughn, Aguilar, Quez Watkins in the twentieth is is great. That's from the eleventh spot, dude. That is that is a great team. I I can't. I, there's I have no knocks Devante on Devontae Adams at eleven. All right, we'll answer AJ Burns' question and then we'll get out of here. Who else are you taking the sixteen with the same upside? His he's a one percent to hit, if that, because I just don't think he's going to be in the league. Who's going to take a shot on this guy next year after what he pulled last year? Like, yeah, he at, at six in the 16th, there's no one like him, but that's for a reason. It's always like the rate, like the Raiders are the team that always picks up those guys. And you, you know, you know, they're not doing that this right. year. <laughs> right. So anyways, guys, we are going to get out of here. I hope everyone enjoyed the show tonight. Um, you can actually catch me and Dave tonight at 9 PM on hometown ghost stories. we got a new episode. Remember to like and subscribe to Spike Week. Give us a review, and uh, we will catch you later. Peace.